Okay, so this is um, Come Follow Me 43, Part C. And if you have borne with me this far, blessed are you, I'm sure, or at least persistent are you. Second Timothy is going to wrap up our study of Paul because um, we already looked at Philemon, and Paul did not write Hebrews. <laughs> um, and, and I wanted to do this last because there's so many indications of finality in in. In this letter, Paul knows that his time is at hand. He's filled with this foreboding and 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 a dread and a sword. And Paul's not afraid to die. He's already said so many times, I'm happy to go anytime, but I stay for you. But it must have been doggone unpleasant for him. You know, there's so much so so many dense mentions of suffering. Uh, and, and to me, Paul just sounds exhausted. This uh, this probably was written during his second imprisonment in Rome, not the not the house arrest, not the nice one. Um, so we'll uh, we just abbreviate the uh, this normal salutations, you know, uh, like the typical, and go to verse four. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Unique. Uh, you, good, and Nike is, of course, victory, right? Nike, right? you, Nike. And now I am sure lives in you, verse 6. For this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I'm not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. Um, Paul certainly means here, that it's the people. It's the people that he's brought to God. He knows he's going. He knows he's as good as dead now. And he's trusting God to take care of what of the people that he's brought uh, into the fold. Right? Isn't this, this is the same prayer that Jesus gave, right? Uh, where he commits to the Father uh, the care of the disciples. He says, I know that none of these will be lost. Verse 13. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. You are aware that all who are in Asia have turned away from me, including Fugelos and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onis Onisiphoros, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. When he arrived in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. May the Lord grant that 
he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well how much service he rendered in Ephesus. You then, my child, this chapter 2, you then, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me through many witnesses entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. Share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officer. And in the case of an athlete, no one is crowned without competing according to the rules. It is the farmer who does the work that ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have dined with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by Him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Avoid profane chatter, for it will lead people into more and more impiety. And their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Humanios and Philetos, who have swerved from the truth by claiming that the resurrection has already taken place. They are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this inscription. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from wickedness. In a large house there are utensils, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for special use, some for ordinary. All who cleanse themselves of the things I have mentioned will become special utensils, dedicated and useful to the owner of the house, ready for every good work. Shun youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with stupid and senseless controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, and that they may escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Chapter 3. You must understand this, that in the last days, distressing times will come. Okay, guys, i got to interject here that this is not um, 
This is not going to be describing the world. The world is already all these things that Paul is going to mention here. The things that he's going to say are going to be talking about the church, okay? So back to the beginning of chapter 3. You must understand this, that in the last days, distressing times will come. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanderers, profligates, brutes, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the outward form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid them. For among them are those who make their way into households and captivate silly women, overwhelmed by their sins and swayed by all kinds of desires, who are always being instructed and can never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. As Yanis and Yambres opposed Moses, so these people of corrupt mind and counterfeit faith also oppose the truth. But they will not make much progress, because, as is the case of those two men, their folly will become plain to everyone. So let's let's discuss this for a second. If he's talking about the church, um, and there will be people that, that that gives in a different light this idea um that they that they hold to the form of the outward form of godliness, but deny its power. Um I, I personally feel like this is what we see. Um in, in some places sweeping over the church, um, denying the power which is in the commandments and the covenants, um, but still maintaining an outward form of, of Latter-day Saints. And I, and, I, and I worry about this. I worry about it a lot. Um, especially if the things are, are a pretext, not pretext, maybe isn't the right word, if the if the doctrines are a way to justify the kinds of behaviors that Paul is talking about, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, ungrateful, disobedient, unholy, right? Things like this. Um, slander, boastful, money, all these things. Self, 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 right? And by the way, who are Yanis and Yambres? Um, so this is great because these are uh, uh, the legendary. Well, they're they're Hotep and Hoy, <laughs> Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, this, this is um, these are the Egyptian priests in um, in the Prince of Egypt, right? Yanis and Yambres uh, are are not mentioned in the Old Testament, but in the Targums. In the, the rabbi's Talmud in the Dead Sea Scrolls mentions them as well, and lots of, of Christian works, right? So obviously, these are uh, these are non-canonical works. Paul credited these non-canonical works as he brings in, uh, you know, Yannis and Yambres, right? Okay. Verse ten. Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and my suffering, the things that have happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, 
what persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I think on that for a second. Verse 13. But wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for, preach, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. So, um, so what, what Scripture is he talking about? Uh, Graphe, as I recall, is the word. Um, so it really just means writings. <laughs> yeah, that's what Scripture means. Uh, it's written down. Okay, so it doesn't mean everything that's written down. He means the Old Testament, right? I mean, the New Testament was in existence. Um, uh, so he's talking about the Old Testament, which is you know, kind of ironic, too, that uh, so many Christian sects um, reject the Old Testament. Chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. The time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires. And I should parenthetically insert that modern technology makes this so convenient, right? I mean, oh, you like this? Um... You've watched this and other things that are related to this. Okay, we'll send you more of the same, and we'll make sure never to trouble you with contradictory opinions, right? In fact, we'll call contradictory opinions hate speech and so forth like that, right? Verse 4, and we'll turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. That's for you. Always be sober. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Carry out your ministry fully. As for me... I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. R- remember that a libation is, um, is a drink offering, right? There, there were offerings of animal sacrifice, but there were also offerings of bread or meal, uh, meal as in the flour, right? And then there were offerings of liquids, wine, oil, water, right? on the altars of the temple. So he's saying, this is me, I'm being poured out. As a sacrifice. As for me, I'm already poured, being poured out as a libation. The time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonike. Crescus has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my ministry. Now, I love this because, um, remember way back in Acts, 
how Barnabas and Paul got, got into a fight, a falling out at least, <laughs> over Mark back in Acts 15. And Paul said he wouldn't, he wouldn't go with him on the next leg of the missionary journey because he had left his mission in Pamphylia. He deserted them in Pamphylia. Who knows what he went on to do, right? Now here he is. Uh, he, he gets a special request uh, to come to Paul in, in chains in Rome. Verse 12, I have sent Tukikos to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will pay him back for his deeds. You also must beware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. And I think this statement from Paul sounds worse than it is. I think he's saying, I'm going to leave judgment to God. The Lord will pay him back. I'm going to leave judgment to God. Not that he's wishing on him. I think so much in Paul is saying, hey, do, you know, they can come back. They can still repent. I mean, hey, we just got done talking about Mark, right? <laughs> so, right. I don't think he means, let God avenge me on it. No, I think he's saying, I'm going to leave, leave that all to God. But you better be watching out for him because he did me harm. He opposed us. Verse 16, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. See, notice this contrast from verse 14. May it not be counted against them. 17, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack, and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila. And of course, Prisca is short for Priscilla, so this, this prominent woman. This is a husband and wife duo, like a dynamic duo team here that we talked about earlier. Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus remained in Corinth. Trophimus I left ill at Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends greetings to you, as do Pudens and Linus and Claudia and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Well, that's the last that we're going to hear from Paul. I I really, um, part of the reason that I put everything in the order that I did was that so mostly I could just read through that beautiful and uh, pathos-rich um, letter without too much uh, commercial interruption or explanatory interruption. I just find it so beautiful. Um, and I have to admit uh, that it has left me rather sober um, thinking about what Paul gave up for the sake of the gospel. Uh, his is an exceptional case, it is true. He had exceptional gifts. Um, his education and uh, the, the, the discipline, the training that he was brought up with to say nothing of the revelation of Jesus to him. Uh, many times. He had exceptional gifts. He did exceptional work. I do feel like relative to our gifts, the same will be expected of us and the same will be able to be accomplished by us. If we just stay on track, we've charted the course to eternal life. Let's stay on track. Oh, my kids, I love you with my whole heart. I pray blessings on you this week. I hope you enjoy your gospel study.
I hope you don't get somber like I've gotten with this. <laughs> Love on your kids and feel joy. <laughs> and uh, some of you that are up north, I will see um, later this weekend. God bless you all. I love you with all of my heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.